Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why leaders say the state is in the midst of its worst-case scenario. Local airports get a tailwind from the federal government, and mail service returns to Western Heights. With the Oklahoman, I'm Dave Morris. Today is Tuesday, April 14th. The latest numbers from the State Department of Health show there are now 2,184 confirmed cases of coronavirus in Oklahoma and 108 virus-related deaths. One of the latest cases of the virus includes an Oklahoma City firefighter. According to Battalion Chief Benny Fulkerson, the firefighter who was experiencing fatigue and a cough was tested by his primary care provider. The first responder is now isolated at his home. Six of his seven co-workers were tested and received negative results. One result is still pending. In addition, 13 other firefighters who had worked near or with the virus-positive employee are now in quarantine per State Department of Health guidelines. A downturn in the oil and gas industry earlier this year, coupled with economic impacts of COVID-19, have put the state in a financial bind. And as our Kayla Branch reports, those two factors could have far-reaching financial implications. According to Jay Doyle, the executive director of the Oklahoma Tax Commission, Oklahoma is experiencing the worst case scenario projected by officials back in February. It's not too surprising for folks at the Tax Commission that Oklahoma is experiencing an economic downturn, but it's the magnitude of what is going on that is so surprising. And We've seen in Oklahoma a decline in oil and gas, our top industry still. Uh, since about December, they have noticed that the economy has been going down and that that industry was experiencing some hardships. And in February, that was still the case. They were just projecting to have about $86 million less to appropriate next fiscal year because of the oil and gas decline. And at that time, officials said, you know, this is the current situation and we've got some other projections and our our worst case scenario is, you know, if the coronavirus spreads beyond China, which at that point folks didn't know if that had happened yet, this was early February, or if there is a price war with oil and gas, you know, either of those two things, that'll be worst case scenario for Oklahoma's economy. And now in the middle of April, both of those things have happened to serious, serious degrees. And so that is why the state is in this budget hole right now for the rest of this fiscal year. You know, we went from having $86 million less to appropriate next fiscal year to currently we've got a $450 roughly million dollar budget hole for the last three months of fiscal year 2020. We will likely see um, you know, pretty intense revenue failures in fiscal year 2021, which starts July 1st. And it's likely that we'll see you know, continued budget problems with fiscal year 2022. And so the state is really struggling right now for a variety of reasons. You know, the the coronavirus pandemic uh, has caused unemployment. It's caused business closures. And they pushed the date that taxes are due back so that it's no longer in fiscal year 2020, but it's in fiscal year 2021. So that has messed some things up. And then these shelter-in-place orders have caused people to stay at home and, and generally just not spend as much money. So there are a variety of reasons there. The oil and gas decline 
that's a huge part of Oklahoma's economy that's contributing to this. And as we're in this health crisis, people are really struggling. And so the state, while all these things are going on, is also expected to ramp up services. And so lawmakers have a lot of tough decisions on their plate about what to do next, how to fund services to support the residents of Oklahoma that are that pay for state government, uh, that you know it's supposed to work for them. So how do you balance that with the revenue issues and and the fighting the coronavirus? There's a lot going on, and so that's a little bit of the background. But the thing that struck me the most was you know Oklahoma currently is experiencing the worst case scenario. Folks aren't too surprised that we're in an economic downturn, but the fact that two of the, the worst things that could have happened have both happened at the same time is going on. That That is what, you know, is, is really shocking for a lot of folks. Well, Rogers World Airport is among 100 airports in Oklahoma that will receive financial aid from the Federal Aviation Administration. In all, the state's airports will receive a portion of more than $42 million. The funds are available for airport capital expenditures, airport operating expenditures, and airport debt payments. Scheduled flights at Will Rogers World Airport in Oklahoma City are down nearly half compared to the same time last year. Western Heights Public Schools says it will continue with food service. You may remember last week the district tried to suspend meal service following continued complaints over employees working during a pandemic. Arniria Martinez-Kill explains how district leaders reached a compromise with the State Department of Education. Conflict between Western Heights Public Schools and state education officials continued on Monday evening when Western Heights had a school board meeting by video conference. Um, The school district caught some scrutiny last week when they attempted to stop serving meals to students. Um, The suspension of meal service would have been indefinite until the coronavirus pandemic was controlled or eradicated. That's what the the district said when they announced the, the suspension on Facebook on April 6th. And then the State Department of Education warned them that they could face monetary or accreditation penalties if they stopped. And so that seemed to have uh, the district turn things around and decide to go the other way and continue serving meals. Um, And the reason the State Department said that is because when Western Heights submitted their plan for distance learning, they assured the state that they would continue serving meals to students while school buildings are closed for the rest of the school year because of the pandemic. Uh, Western Heights um, and their school board agreed to continue serving meals, but only once a week. They'll serve food at three elementary schools in the district. That's uh, John Glenn Elementary, Winds West Elementary, and Greenville Elementary. Kids can unload enough meals to last them a week. It'll probably be from a box truck or a train. Um, The district superintendent, Mannix Barnes, said this is the safest way they could come up with that would protect their employees from exposure to the coronavirus. Although they agreed to keep handing out meals, Barnes and the school board weren't happy that their employees had to work during a pandemic. They've said that they believe their workers are on the front lines and they're in harm's way with, you know, only basic masks um, uh, and no high quality protective equipment as they're interacting with people and handing out meals. Um, They said they felt Western Heights had been unfairly scrutinized and had been singled out by state officials and media. Uh, However, while some other school districts had brief interruptions to meal service, Western Heights is the only one that the state knows of who tried to have an indefinite suspension to serving food. Uh, Like I said, they, they tried to temporarily suspend, but 
the end of that suspension would have been once the virus is controlled or eradicated, and no one quite seems to know exactly when that will be. Uh, but state officials said that the once a week meal service would fall under uh, or would qualify as continuing meal service, and and it would uh, be acceptable moving forward. Um, they they seem to be uh, pleased that they are continuing meal service, and, and Western Heights agreed to continue to do that. Having a birthday during this time of social distancing can be hard, but family and friends are finding innovative ways to help loved ones celebrate. In Yukon, Lieutenant William York was greeted by a large line of well-wishers who drove by his home to wish him a happy 100th birthday. Oklahoma's Joe Masato was there as the celebration procession rode through Yukon. Joe will have more about the special birthday ceremony in tomorrow's editions of The Oklahoman. So if you're not a subscriber, go to oklahoman.com slash subscribe to do so. While you're there, you can find more podcasts and email newsletters. For producer Paige Dillard, I'm Dave Morris with The Oklahoman. Have a great night, everyone.